0: This show is part of the Pika Science Podcast, studying the intersection of video games and science.
1: Coming to you live from a radio tower near you, studying the intersections of video games and science, this is Science. Hey everyone, it's Madison. So... Just like last year, we're going to have a special treat here for our first episode of December. This is a live episode from GalaxyCon Columbus, where Lila, Brittany, and I presented a panel called Pokey Predators on the Hunt. So you'll get to hear exactly what our conventions are like, and just a little treat from us to you. We love you all and are thankful for all of your support and everyone who has stood by us throughout all of this. Thanks, y'all. Uh, ...live, and so this is us, us throwing a little bit of a treat to our followers and listeners. Uh, so that said, i got to introduce the rules really quick here. As we're going to begin, we're going to go a little bit fast here. Uh, there are prizes. There are not infinite prizes. I will remind my daughter. Uh, she gave away over half of our prizes at our very first panel this morning. Our uh, first of four panels. <laughs> over half of our prizes were given away. Uh, we do have some prizes, though. Uh, there will be points I will pause and say, hey, tough question here. When we get to those tough questions, that's where we will have a prize.
0: And if you answer it correctly,
1: you can get one. See, she knows the draw.
0: they mostly
1: just fucking on cards, though. But Mom, did you just turn my mic off? No, I'm handing her the cable. She needs oh. to keep it. Oh,
2: okay. Out. Yeah, you're not allowed to well, talk anymore, well, Lila. We're done.
1: No. Well,
2: <laughs> trying to make sure she doesn't give away all of our prizes. She's She...
1: So we're presenting. All right, so this is Pokey Predators. Go ahead, you got it, you're in
0: charge.
2: No, you just said what no, I was gonna say, so. <laughs> this is Lila's World and we all just live in it, so you guys are now living in Lila's world, world as well. Lila's
1: Lessons is just 25 minutes of Lila yelling at me each
2: month. Um. Were you gonna tell them about that last slide?
1: Yeah, you
0: probably should have them, thank you.
2: I know, I don't know how to tell them about it. What, what is this about? What's, what
1: do we do? So uh, great thing here, our show went under a renovation. Last year we had some cast uh, change up and Lila is now the second longest member on cast as she's been doing this with me since she was five. Uh, so that's five years. Yes, yeah, long time. Half
2: of her life. Half of her life. <laughs> Half of
1: my entire life. Uh, so this is, uh, but Lila's not tech savvy. So this is the part where I will to take over for you. This is our social media accounts. If you, at any point during this presentation, would like to enter to a prize, all you gotta do is follow either our Twitter or Facebook, which are linked here. Send a picture of the panel. Uh, we will pick someone later. Oh,
2: as long as Lila doesn't give away all of our gifts.
1: I might have to go buy like macarons or something at some point. <laughs> all, all right. right. The introductions really quick. The next one. Oh, yeah, right. us. Go ahead. Uh, Madison, she/her. Brittany, she/her. Lila. Pronouns. What? She/her. She. Her. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just
2: hold down, lovey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, Lila, what are predators? They're animals that hunt, and they're either carnivores or omnivores. The adaptations
0: are about helping them make a successful hunt or helping them find prey.
1: So we're going to be talking about adaptations here on Lion's Lessons. The show's focuses on two things. One is adaptations. We talk about biological adaptations, both behavioral and physical adaptations. She does. I just get yelled at for making bad jokes. <laughs> uh, the other thing we discussed is conservation. And uh, that is the, the two parts of that show. Um, so we're going to be focusing on that today. I think that's going right here. All right. Hey, the next PowerPoint. So we got a little Vulpix up here. Conceal. Co-
0: just, uh, they conceal. They have concealed camouflage that helps them blend in with the snow and ice, and it creates <laughs> it creates its own ice storms to help hide or keep away predators. It can regulate its own temperature.
1: Also, just hold oh, on. It's also adorable. We we did learn about it, right? They will uh they will lead humans away from their young, so that, because they're like, hey, uh, get out of here, don't go near my baby. Someone can trick you now. Yeah, they're cute. <coughs> so those are the bull picks. We're going to talk about the adaptations of two related uh, similarities, similar animals. The Arctic they're foxes cute, yeah. and polar bears.
0: The Arctic foxes, a form of adaptation, camouflage. As if it changes based upon the season, the gene that changes the coloration is triggered by the temperature change. A polar bears have concealing camouflage. It's full environmental coloration. This has occurred as a result of the d- divergent evolution. Both animals have amazing sense of smell and can smell prey beneath deep snow both animals are threatened heavily by climate
1: change. Now we talked about this on the show actually, and maybe you can ex- remember and explain it in last lessons, that uh, so arctic foxes I've are having issues because of, <laughs> so go, go, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Like,
0: <laughs> they have issues because, uh, I like you said, the gene is triggered by the temperature change, but since climate change, there's not really a temperature change. Well, it's inconsistent. Well, yeah, it's inconsistent. So it can be cold one day and hot next. So they're turning into spring colors before they need to, which is not helping them because predators can spot them easily. And,
1: and prey can see them coming. Yeah. So it, 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 it's one of the things with the express. Trait is not able to actively be triggered because of that. And obviously, we all know about polar bears. We've all heard about ice melting, uh, you know, their their risks there. Um, I will say, though, really quick just to, to clarify, the Arctic fox is active camouflage, uh, meaning that it's a type of camouflage that changes and adapts, because there, there are different types of camouflage, which we will talk about here.
2: And I love how we, like, talked about the Arctic fox, like, leading humans away from their babies, and then, then we have polar bears who will literally just eat their babies. So... They do! The females gotta keep their ba- their kids away from laugh. the males because they will legitimately eat them! Pandas.
1: pandas are worse.
2: Pandas are. Pandas oh. Are awful. Pandas eat their
0: babies if they have more than
2: one pup. They do? Well, that's what I'm saying. Polar bears will eat the babies too. Yeah, but only
1: if the males do. Pandas. Yeah, so that means to we just gotta got got get rid of, of the
2: guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Alright, so really quick, here's a question prize is up to score. Uh, we have six different main types of camouflage up here that we are discussing. Di- uh, Disrupted, mimicry, transparent, countershading, concealing, and active. Uh, we just I- explained what concealing and uh, active being that it changes. Concealing is broad color that matches the surroundings. If anyone has an explanation or example for the other four types, you may have a prize. What do we got? Mimicry, like
2: those butterflies where their wings
1: Yes. Okay, that's one. Anyone else? Any more?
0: Can
1: I have a pack so I can just a You can't open it, you gotta give them the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we said. You, you go ahead. What you got? Um, transparent is like see through, like the butterflies with,
0: like glass
1: winged butterflies with clear wings. Okay. I'll give it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so transparent t- t- uh, typically is uh, found in marine life, uh, things that's like, like jellyfishes, uh, where it's the same idea. Open pack? No, we're not opening packs. You can go give them each pack. Wait, why
2: don't we just... I recently no, pack. did an episode on arachnids and I was learning about a really cool spider that actually mimics ants. And since ants have eight legs and ants, our ants. spiders have eight, eight legs, legs, and legs and ants only have six. six, they'll use their front two legs and hold them up to pretend they have antenna. I was Trip like, the ants. yeah. And they even like wander
1: around like their ants right, searching got, for
2: food. Uh, for mimicry, uh, king snakes and coral snakes have almost
1: identical. Well, we already got we already got mimicry. We already got transparency. I got I, got, I got, they got two more up here. We got disruptive and counter countershading. Shading. All right, so countershading. Oh.
0: Countershading is when an animal uses dark colors on its fur or skin to, because it lives in very dark places.
1: Um, so it depends. So that's concealing if it's a flat color. Counter shading is uh, like sharks. Counter shading is the idea that you have I- a darker color on one side and the lighter no, that's color.
0: That's what I
1: was oh, Okay. Who's trying well- to explain it to you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: she, does- <laughs> she has She is the that you're getting. But right, go ahead and give this. A- okay. She's nicer than me, apparently. <laughs> Just a mean.
2: As I said, this is Lila's world and we're all here living in it. It is true.
1: What you got?
0: I think disruptive is like the zebras. They're how you, how a predator
2: can tell well, which zebra is which or how many there
1: are. Uh, that's a diff- OK, so that's similar. Uh, that's different, though. Uh, this, you're on the right track. Disruptive is patterns, but it's not. Zebras actually is a movement-based camouflage. It's the same idea, though. Uh,
0: I think disruptive is like bright colors, like poison
1: frogs. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's the idea that of it not being a flat pattern. So things like like uh, different types of frogs or... Here. Okay. You're kind of giving all these away. No, we're
0: going to have to split
1: it. Right? You're not splitting those packs. We
0: don't
1: have... I'll have to get more, won't I? Maybe we'll this is the last price. Look will get that. Remember when we weren't going to give away
2: all the prizes right now? Uh, we just uh, did One fell swoop
1: this world, we're just here. Yep. Uh, next we got Victory Bell means' you about Victory Bell. Besides it being cute Victory and liking attacks, its head.
0: Victory bell attacks prey with a sweet scent from inside of its body. It is an ambush predator and hides in the trees
1: and plants. So sit there waiting,
0: Here, next one. It is based off of the pigeon plants. They have an aroma that attacks insects or small,
1: anim- attracts, sorry, insects or small animals that digests. What? That it digests. Yeah, that it digests. Yeah, digest. yeah. So inside, they either have like a slick, sticky, or a corrosive material. Uh, and then they digest the bugs and insects that fall inside. Uh, we got to see them this summer. We were in Chicago at the... Botanical gardens, right?
0: Venus flytraps is the kind of thing, except for no sweets. No, plants. no.
1: Venus flytraps are different. Venus flytraps are, are actual carnivorous plants, uh, th- th- where they they close. Pitcher plants are are a little bit different.
2: They have something that that kind of like melts down the animal. Yeah. Right. also Venus flytraps, they don't have to eat flies. They're doing it just because. Uh they yes. No, they they literally only need like the soil, water sun like other plants. She is correct.
1: <laughs> They're just being jerks. I can also eat spiders
0: <laughs> and dirt okay.
1: and soil. Uh, next we have Ariados. Ariados, uh, I don't know if you remember any of it. I forgot to put the notes on there. Aridus is adaptations involved its poison and its ability to create webs, right? Yeah, yeah I think
0: so. Yep, pretty
1: okay. uh, simple adaptations here. Sticky webs. Adorable. Uh, she does love spiders. We do have a pet tarantula. Uh so yeah, who <laughs> that? her name is Jacques.
0: Oh, she she mm-hmm. we
1: got a right there. That. I got it. Her name is Jacques Cousteau. No. Uh next we got the orb weavers. I wish it put their base on, so I didn't even put the notes here so I forgot that one. Uh I I remember. Yes you did. Those are wrong. That oh one. that's satchel. Yeah, yeah. I already use a template. Uh so Orb weavers are, are known for their specialty webs, uh, they make intricate designs and that's actually, it has been stated that they are one of the influences behind items. But I know you also talked did about... Did anyone know
0: that the orb weaver with the space once? That is true. And weave the web in space.
1: <coughs> they tested it to see if they could make webs in zero-g, was that, was that? And they did! Thank you, thank you. Brittany, was that the yes. arachnid episode we did together, or is that the one I did with Live? I don't have to show me an arachnid episode. Yeah, I know. We
2: year. apparently we really like spiders. Like, we
1: what I with that. her. Look at Everyone likes arachnids. Look at that. True story. Uh, our ecology spinoff series, Ecology XP, uh, is hosted by an arachnologist. Oh lots of people. Uh, so watching. real quick, talk about adaptations here. We have different webs. I we just want to go through a few different awesome uses of webs. We have parachuting. I've never seen parachuting. It is uh, spiders. Actually, they it's called s- ballooning. Ballooning. See, she corrects me already. Love it. Uh, they release a little thread here. And it catches on the wind, and the spiders go flying. Uh, it does look like that.
0: They don't go flying. It just sways them gently. It takes a lot of wind for them to fly. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen.
1: I will tell you what. I have seen this documentary called Charlotte's Web. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me that Evie White is
0: lying?
1: Yes. Yes, I am. Next, you're going to tell me that rats can't talk.
2: They can't. (laughs) Have you ever tried? (laughs) Actually, with parachuting, though, there is a really cool spider called the Joro spider. they are native to um, East Asia, I believe. Yeah, and they actually started showing up in on the eastern coast of the United Western States. Coast. No, it's us. It's our side. Oh, it's our side. Yeah.
1: Look out, everyone.
2: No, but there was a lot of yeah. There was a lot of misinformation getting spread around because they do that parachuting, and there were a lot of like kind of articles that were in the news about these like killer spiders coming down and they dropping down on everyone. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're really actually not. Harmful <laughs> spiders, but they have actually kind of made themselves at home here, and it looks like they're kind of here to stay instead of just accidentally brought over now. So if you see a ballooning spider, it's probably a jarrah spider, and it's okay; it's
1: not here, not out to get you. New species of spider. New friends. The spider. Uh, also, we have. Wait, I was doing no the annotations okay, here. Well, uh We also have breathing underwater. If you don't get a chance to see a diving bell spider, they're awesome. They have bubbles that they trap air in. Uh, we also have uh, trapdoors. Different spiders will use webbing for creating trapdoors. Uh, also, I found out I have a few days ago that spiders will use webbing and mating certain species. Uh, I'm gonna say whips and chains, and I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> you have a question? Sorry. Yeah, we talked about a different panel. We talked about yeah, diving bell Yeah, no, players.
2: it was kind of a inspiration for dew Yep. Um, it's actually really cool because they use their web to kind of trap air and bring it back underwater. And even in like if it's a stagnant type water that's not very clean, that water will still have more oxygen than inside of the diving bell. But the carbon dioxide and the oxygen exchange to keep the clean oxygen inside of their little bubble. So they can last
1: like even in not super clean water, like 24 hours. And if you want to learn more about that, because both Pokey Science and Lion's Lessons are family friendly, you could go both download both of those arachnid episodes anywhere you find podcasts available. <laughs> anywhere. Uh, so next we got Lantern. We can tell us about Lantern here. Um, if
0: light breaks the laws of physics, it can hypnotize prey. And it can use electricity to
1: subprime. Now, when you say breaks laws of physics, uh, this thing says that it can shine light from the depths of the ocean up through the top, and the amount of energy needed to do that would be more than that is made in the sun.
0: Because it's Pokemon, apparently fish it can be. Supply Pokemon? Because apparently Pokemon, fish can be. two
1: times sun power. <laughs> Wait, is lantern the sun? That is my son. Oh, sure. <laughs> Got it.
0: Can you imagine swimming with that? I'm just going <laughs> to continue. With
1: all right, so here's the inspiration. We've all seen this scary boy here. Yeah? Yeah? Anyone know what it is? Yeah? This kid's really excited. No one gets a prize for this.
2: Yeah, but you don't get fries again. <laughs> it's Lila's world, sorry. Wow,
1: we're on fries. Uh, so obviously we know they have uh, the, the, uh, the dorsal spine that has the light here for tracking prey. It is only in females. Uh, true story, Brittany. Everyone knows the anglerfish females are ten times larger than the males. Thank and you. when they mate some species of anglerfish, the males will actually be absorbed into the female's body permanently and then just cease to exist. Yeah. Free nutrients, Free nutrients.
2: But like, is it kind of still there? Like can, nope, nope, just gone forever? I was like, is it gonna keep like reproducing with this man that it consumed?
1: Just gone, just gone. They don't even reproduce sometimes. It's like a, it's like the would slither.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we're getting rid of the male anglerfish and the male polar bears. We're just knocking them right on out. Got it. They don't even reproduce sometimes. Sometimes
0: they just eat the males. That's
1: true too. Anglerfish, they are as nasty as they look.
0: Does anyone know
1: something else now, a Anglerfish. What you got for me?
0: No, I don't know. I just asked. Him to give All you know.
1: Oh, me. Wait, wait. I thought you had another so snack for me. So, lantern, obviously light. We have one more light-based thing we want to talk about. If you want to show us our next guy, you know these cuties. Oh, the cuddle fish. Oh, okay. it's adorable. Um. So they they have a lot of cool things. Can you tell us about them? Cuddle, cuddle
0: fish are re- re- referred to. Ask the ch-
1: yes.
0: ch- chameleons of the sea due to their color change abilities. They can do this even though they're completely cold or blind.
1: Colorblind.
0: blind. They have successfully changed colors and match their surroundings complete darkness. cuddlefish can see what's behind. Whoops, sorry. Excuse me. I was trying to
1: <laughs> There you go, sorry.
0: Cuddlefish
1: can
0: see what's behind them. Sorry, They it, okay.
1: it can see it's well okay. in low light and can also- I'm pretty chill. D- d- <laughs> uh, so they can see well, uh, they, they have huge uh, perception, uh, the contrast between light and darkness. Um, what's really cool about them is that their body goes around their entire body and looks like a skirt and they use that one single fin for swimming. Uh, but even though they can't see color, they can see polarized light. And this gives them an ability to, to sense and uh, recognize different light patterns, which is how they are able to camouflage and match. So this is the active camouflaging. Um, cuttlefish not only can use this to blend in with surroundings, they actually can use it to communicate too. So they can use that coloration change. Uh, so like lantern, but cooler. Sorry, you can do the next one, it's all you. It's so what do we got here? Here, come on. one of your favorites.
0: Um, Manitide. It is a... It can fly out of the water and it can shoot jets of... It can create world It has a symbiotic relationship with
1: more. right?
2: You can actually see on the picture up there the little Remoraid kind of Stop hanging it. out underneath I'm the Pokeball name, so this is
1: gonna be wow. up. Now read your hand if you love this next boy. Read your hand if you ever got to see one. Ooh, look guys. They got to see one, but they don't love it. They're so broken. Be- they're so beautiful. Yeah. Tell us about them.
0: No, she raised
1: her hand. She's excited about man- mantuaries.
0: No,
1: I thought she'd have <laughs> She'd have pressed it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a, I, I might have left my hand up front, too. You no, know, she just <laughs> loves mantuaries.
2: It's, her, mantar- it's
1: excitement. She loves um, I love mantu. I love the natural <laughs> No. No. They're adorable. So well, tell us about them.
0: They're huge filter feeders. These things can jump very high out of the water, and their mind can actually show where they're from. Better- Men rays can't stop swimming. They need to keep moving forward at all times in order for their gills to be oxygenated so they can
1: stay alive. So literally these things, uh, we were watching a special on them, you and I did, because every time we do live lessons- It's lesson, not like
0: they just don't want to stop swimming. It's literally if they die. If yeah, they, they stop swimming, they die.
1: It's because that's how their body processes the oxygen in the water, it is needs the movement- It constant flowing. It's the flow of the water across yeah. their gills. Um, but we were watching it about it that they have, um, their markings are literally distinct to what part of the world they're from, and that even from different parts of the world that they can tell what group and what island sh- within a chain that they came from based upon the markings alone. them. So it's almost a way for them to tell for reproduction so they know which mates are safe and not safe. So like, yeah,
0: it, so do men <coughs>
1: sleeping? No, they don't sleep. I'm sure they sleep. they, <laughs> sleep. Norris, they, they don't ever sleep. sleep
0: but like some people sleep walk. Yeah, sleep
1: it
2: swim? probably is like a sleep swim. Yeah, they probably sleep kind of drift. I okay. actually don't know a lot about manta rays, and now I'm curious for how long they could stay still. So
0: like,
2: probably like five seconds. Do
1: they have seconds. to move, or do they just have to like like have water?
2: go? It's just the water, yeah, because so the water has be, to be It could stay so still in like a pond.
1: I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, none of the three of us is a biologist. I will say that I do have we have four on staff. Four. Yeah, I want to say well, three or four, yeah, but uh, not yeah. us. So. No, we are not experts. We're just
0: the
2: people
1: on the show. <laughs> well, we're we not—we the- experts on the show. Don't take yes. that way. Right? Yeah, but- we're just not the
2: experts on the correct thing right now. We're just <laughs>
1: To be fair, Lila in adaptations is kind of her jam. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so tell us about Carvana.
0: This thing bites everything. They attack in packs and they sit boats and everything. They can chew through metal. Can you
1: imagine being bit by this? If they can chew through metal, they can probably chew through your arm. Uh, so they're based on piranhas and I wanna say as much as I have a love and hate relationship for Teddy Roosevelt love the boxing match in the White House, love the national parks, hate the racism, but also like, he is the reason we are afraid of piranhas. Did you know that? I was not aware. When he came back from a trip down in South America, I he know. gave us st- Oh, do you remember the story?
0: I knew a little bit about it. I remember the whole thing.
1: Do, what do you remember? I only
0: know is that
1: something bad happened with piranhas and him, so he like made us all scared. Of it. Yeah, like he he saw one and they weren't like stripping it because that's not what piranhas do, uh, but he came back and like the use of hyperbole was to such an extent that everyone was like, oh gosh, these things are monsters. They uh, really would. They were just the earthy No, earthy. Uh, in fact, they uh, they are kept as pets. Uh, piranhas actually do not uh, strip things. Uh, they, they don't really attack that way. Uh, they really don't attack things Sometimes that are bigger than that.
0: They enough. eat dead things.
1: They really eat dead things. So, that is that is where the stories come from is that they actually really eat carcasses, um, but they don't strip them per se. It would be estimated that if it was to eat a human, uh, it would probably take about five minutes for, you know, like 500 piranhas, not, you know, 20 you see in the cartoon. So, it's a yeah. little bit different uh, here to assume that. that uh, the other thing is that they are kept as pets. Uh, Bridget had one.
2: Yeah, but I'm also thinking about like Theodore. Why'd you make us all afraid? They sound like beta fish, but bigger.
1: Why did he? They'll start fight with each other. They'll eat things. Why did he start fooling
2: Listen, I. Yeah, that's a, that's for another time. But also, possibly. also
1: breaking up monopolies. So like, there come will, on, dude.
2: They're really not a
1: threat. I feel like he wanted
2: to be good, but he just didn't quite know how. <laughs> and if you're in Piranha Water,
0: they're not just going to come attack
2: you.
1: So Piranha is known as a pack predator uh, in Pokemon, so I do want to talk about one more pack predator. Uh, these are the African painted dogs. I don't know how much Lila knows about them.
0: Uh, I know a
1: little, I know a <coughs> What do you know about them? Um, I know that
0: they're vicious. <laughs> and I know that they're really good hunters. Yeah, so, about
1: everything. Uh, these I know guys,
0: that they live in packs and
1: they live in huge packs. We're talking packs of up to 40. Uh, they are a large predator. So I went to the wildlife with my Girl
0: Scout and I saw these. Well, there was like a, what
2: What do you call the person that like shows you around? I don't know. A human? And, uh, <laughs> there was a human. So it, was it was just a, a person. A it was just a person. Yeah, a tour guide who shows around. And there
0: was, a really, really tall fence on these things and they were super far away I said, well, why do you have to do that? He says, well,
1: they'll attack you if you don't. Yeah, they're vicious. Uh, They actually, uh, not a happy story, but in Pittsburgh they had to get rid of theirs from their zoo. They had a kid fall in. They did, uh, unfortunately, so they had to get rid of them all from the zoo permanently.
0: Don't Um, worry, they live in
1: Africa. Well, but they're also the most one of the most endangered mammals on the planet. Uh, they they are. are critically endangered. So if
0: you see one, because for of multiple human reasons. population
1: growth. Yeah. If you see one for multiple reasons,
0: right. if
1: you would just leave it alone. Uh, our next uh, adaptive predator is Kecleon. <sighs> okay, Cackleyon's adaptation is camouflage. We we'll get that. See the limit. Wait, what kind of camouflage? Active. Active. <laughs> this kid this kid over here this gravity falls kid is showing y'all up <laughs> I, I got to inside uh, so uh, Keck based on the Jackson's chameleons uh, Austin, you do you want to talk about them at all or no? The Jacksons. what do you remember about with them when we met them? well I remember that I was scared
0: to hold them because
2: uh, <laughs> is it because of its eyes? because its eyes creep me out no
0: actually <laughs> don't laugh at me but <laughs> um, Mom and Miss Sarah were holding what They said that it felt like sharp with their nails and their like skin scales, touch you. I get scared and they were like cut
1: me. So they're known as the three-horned chameleon. These are both female. Uh, the Jackson chameleons actually do have three uh, almost like a triceratops like horns. Uh, they do change color, but it has to do with temperature and mood. So when we were at the Toledo Zoo, which we're going to turn the page here really quick. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, there's, <laughs> hey Sarah. You're on the Hi. screen. That's me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a backstage tour here at Toledo Zoo. Uh, thanks. Shout out to Matt. at Toledo Zoo. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Matt. Uh, we oh. got to get a backstage tour. Thanks to the head of herpetology and there. As you can
0: see, uh, that we
1: are holding. So they, the- were, they were all black that day though, right? They were all really agitated. Yeah. The,
0: the girl with the red hair is right over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, so they—they they actually their their mood is their coloration. And when we got there, they were all in their little cages. and They were all had turned black, and they were telling us about the keeper said that they're
0: darker when they're angry and <laughs> when they're not, they're lighter. So it is a color change, but it's not like you see a puggle with Pascal where you go like purple to blue. No, it's like
1: they go black to bright green. However, this new camouflage friend here who's not an active mimic camouflage here, leaf-tailed gecko with that disruptive patterning, patterning uh, okay. the way they can blend into their environment here with that the pattern here. Uh, you can go ahead, my throat is dying. Okay, you can just You want some.
0: me to do it? you, you want me to
1: some No, i am get to you in a minute. I you should get well, let's honors. do the next slide. You want to
2: do it or you want me to do it? I'm
1: getting Do want to make a spot? No. When your 10-year-old takes care of you when you're sick, you know it's bad.
2: It's okay. <laughs> that doesn't work through that. It's not a, it's, this is just recording right.
1: It's not going to make uh, it loud. All right, so next up we got one of Lila's least favorite Pokemon. No, I like Toxicroak. It's the
0: other frog Pokemon that terrifies
1: me. Oh, Bellybolt? No, the one
0: that,
1: like, it's clear. Oh, she doesn't like Poliwhirl. No, I like Poliwhirl,
0: not the frog it's based
1: off of. Because you can see its intestines. The latest episode of Five Lessons, Ribbit Ribbit, tam, Time Pole Exhibit. I, I'm great with names. It's like the one thing I do that. <laughs>
0: she not name all of them.
1: All right. So, uh, Toxic here, obviously, they should- We use,
0: changed it, we needed oh, that. Uh, well, I drugs, thought you were done. Uh,
1: they used the the, their throat sack, they churn the poison to um, keep its poetry. I do want to
0: say something. Go do you see it. those red, like, those red, what looks like- farms? To talk to them. Yeah. The red claw-like thing that's like looks like one of its fingers.
1: Does
0: you know any of these? you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are its bones.
1: Oh no, So it's based on the wood frog. Do you remember what it is?
0: It can b- break its wrist mm. and just like its bones actually come out and make claws. Yeah. What's
1: that frog called? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was the hairy. Frog. It is. It's the hairy frog. It's a wolverine frog. It breaks its own bones. Pushes them out of its wrists and it's got Wolverine weapons. Weapon X frog. Also, what else? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, you. know, but I think it's
0: cool. Right.
2: Also, obviously, in Pokemon world, there's poison type Pokemon, but in the real world, wait, if you wait, had I a that. oh, are we talking about it? Yes. My out. bad. I'm ahead of myself. <laughs> Shut um,
0: up. With poison dart rocks, I wanna I wanna add something. They
1: are not poisonous in a zoo. Anyone know why?
0: Yes.
1: Is it their diet? It is
0: their diet.
1: Good job. Can you be can you like tell us the whole thing? No, he me <laughs> No, you didn't <laughs> <laughs> this is a question. He did great. Alright, no, that's it. It's their diet. So uh, the insects they eat. Um
2: You want me to explain
1: what I was go going to Go ahead, go <laughs> ahead.
2: Well she Well, I was passing out her care. prize. Um <laughs> what I was going to say. Before I, you know, got ahead of myself, was obviously Pokemon are a poison type, but animals don't have poison, they have venom. So, your snakes, your spiders, Mostly your frogs, scorpions poison is ingested, ingested. venom, venom is, is injected. Yeah, so, so they all have a venom, they don't have it's poisonous to you, but they have venom. Uh, speaking of which, so that though. doesn't
0: make sense to any of you, it means. With
1: venom, if it bites, you, it's only works. And with poison, if you eat it or touch it, it only works. Uh, so we did get to meet one here. Uh, again, Toledo Zoo. I'm an umbrella, and my
0: hair
1: is slightly pink. <laughs> uh, they they do have them there, and uh, we got to we got to hang out with them. Uh, they have. If you get a chance to head and go up to Toledo Zoo, there they have a botanical garden In- at the zoo. And they have uh, poison dart frogs.
0: That when I'm pointing to up there.
1: That wander around. Yes, the yellow
0: thing. That's a frog. That's actually what it was still really small. Uh, she
1: was they really excited, like, clearly.
0: They were like this
1: much big. <laughs> They're not big. Alright, so we got uh, a minute or two here and then, we, uh, I know, we're good. Yeah. Alright, so we got Bat here. Obviously everyone likes Bat. No, you don't. That's fine. You should like Wubat. I think
2: yeah. it looks adorable. It's got a little heart nose. Wubat like the heart nose bat. Uh, All
1: right.
0: shooting
1: wings. <laughs> uh, so obviously Wubat has echolocations. We're going to talk about bats. Bats produce uh,
0: uh, ep- echolocation. echolocation by epitome high frequency sounds and pulses through their mouth or nose. Listening to the echo with this with this echo, with this echo the bat can determine the size, shape, and texture of objects in its environment. That echolocation is so, so- sophisticated. sophisticated that these animals can direct an object with, with with, with the, the width. With an object with the
1: width of a human hair. So they, they are so precise, something as fine as your hair they can find in the air. Uh, which is really cool. Uh, if you like bats, we're going to talk about something that adapted to avoid bats in our later panel here. That's, I think, our next one in two hours. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to see, hear all about pride, um, so really quick, though, because we got to go a little bit faster, we got some dolphins here. They also have echolocation. Uh, theirs is a little bit different. Uh, theirs is, uh, they produce like a spectrum burst of pulses that are clicks. So it's not the same as bats. Um, and these clicks then reflect off objects, and they use that to gain information. So it's a little bit different than bats, similar idea. Does anyone know what that's called? When two animals develop, develop similar adaptations, but they're not related. It's a type of evolution. Yes.
0: Divergent evolution?
1: Not divergent. Uh, you, were you the other? It is convergent. Yeah, we call that convergent evolution when two different paths end up with the exact same results. So obviously bats and dolphins, both being mammalia, have some common ancestor, but way we're too we're far back for us to trace. We're about that prey, aren't we? Yeah, we'll talk about that with some of the prey stuff. All right, we got, we're going to go quick. we got two more to finish up. we got Crocodile. It
0: can see a mile away and can hide
1: in sand and chop steel. Look at those adaptations, C- biting cars and stuff. Uh, obviously, Crocodile's vision is what makes it impressive. And we even talk about bald eagles. Uh, they have sharp uh, eyesight because they have um, two vo- phobes? phobes. You're, the hell, you're my, you're my yeah. medical person. Phobes? Uh, phobes? Yeah. Yeah, phobes. So the area of the accurate vision. Uh, they have two compared to humans which have one. Uh, so they can spot an object as small as a rabbit from about two miles away. So that's something that would take us with a pair of binoculars.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously am a medical person, but I've been turned off from eye things ever since I had to dissect an eye in anatomy and physiology. Um,
1: i will done Yeah, I'm not, yeah, not going to tell you about it
2: because I...
0: Well, eagles also, they don't go like caught, like...
1: No, they chirp like they do chirp. Uh, real quick, does anyone know what animal uh, you think of the bald eagle sound? a red-tailed hawk. It is a red-tailed hawk. It's, it's not uh, a bald eagle. Yeah, bald eagles are like. I love them. They're cute. <laughs> Big scary guy, and then they go.
0: They only go. make it. They only make it. Um, you do like that because it's our.
1: It's our bird, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's
1: our yeah. bird. Uh, so Quantra okay. here. We got next, obviously he can bubbles. He's got a tough pincher. He's based on one of the ones, we did talk about this last year. We were here. We did put uh, a different panel we have. For... I was
2: there. She was there. Look at that. Look at
1: that. She was here. Well, hello again. Hello again. It's me. Oh, it's
2: the one person who knew
1: how to pronounce I remember well, yeah. that. Hey, Congrats, you're on the line of us somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Pistol Shrimp, uh, they actually, they do exist, they create a cap, cap, uh, cap, capivation, buff. I am not. Captivation? A, thank you, words <laughs> and <laughs> physics is not my thing. Usually I can't say the words, so I'm glad uh, I can help. they create this bubble and what happens is the water pressure is so intense that the bubble implodes. And for a brief second, it has the force of the sun. And this energy creates such a shockwave that as it shoots it, it can stun prey. And so that's what this little clip here is. It shoots the bubble and it hits. And it is stunning the prey it's hunting. Amazing adaptation. Just for a second,
0: a shrimp is part like the sun.
1: Yep. Uh, our last predator is our, one of our favorites. We did uh, a we whole fox-, fox thing in, in uh, did we did foxes um, in Octobers, right? There was I two
0: episodes.
1: foxes, they were So we have, uh, not only did Lila's Lessons, Lila's show do foxes, uh, we have an invasive species episode through the Ultra Wormhole. Yeah, foxes. Uh, and we did a double back-to-back fox month uh, talking all about, because uh, if you fox didn't know, red foxes are, if you want to go to the next one here, red foxes are considered an invasive species in Australia. They're also omnivores. Because they were brought there by uh, by the British for hunt. fox hunts. And they now have taken over the country. Uh, it's estimated that there is somewhere around 7 million red foxes. Oh, well, look how cute they are.
2: Yeah, they're cute and deceiving because they like to steal things. So their adaptation
1: obviously deals with things like you know, they like they are uh, omnivores. They will eat anything opportunistic, right? They steal. Yeah. And they're
2: and cute so that they can get close and steal
1: your things. No, uh, and they have very good padding, so it makes them very quiet. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're awesome predators. They're, they're adorable. All. Look at it. it uh, terrible pets. If you get one has a pet, they will pee everywhere. Yeah. They will scratch your floors. They will chew on everything. That guy's shaking his head. Like, see, looking at his part. I told you we can't get a fox. Does I told you have we're not going to get fox?
0: The... A, fox? a fox.
1: They would want a no. fox. They would want a fox. I want a fox. <laughs> You still oh, I want one? Uh, they do they do smell I will warn you they do smell uh, I know someone who uh, does operate a rescue with them They, they, they their, their smell is very distinct and we'll just put it that way the nicest way possible uh, so that said, we want to thank you all for coming the we weekend yes, thank a bit. you sorry for the tech difficulties and um, before you all leave oh I gotta do this oh yeah. Come here, Lila. Here, I'll get, I'll get down there. Right.
0: Here. Here, i don't want to stand
1: up. Can you all give us a, can you all cheer something? Oh, look at that. I hope that you come out the next one. We are here in an hour in the four same room? two hours. Four two four hours, five. I have no idea. I don't know what time four it is. 4.45 and 8.15.
2: That's
1: an hour, an hour from now. Oh, it is an hour from
2: now. <laughs> two hours from the start,
0: okay? I love you.